Attention human, prepare yourself for the double pick cast. Hey everybody, this is Cam from the Double Pipcast, and you are listening to episode 12. And I've got with me Brandon Allison and Sean Goodbergson. Hello, guys. Hello, hello. Hey, how's it going? I am doing good. I'm doing good. Hey, thank you guys for uh, joining, and thank you all for listening. Uh, Hey, this week we are going to be going over probably the biggest news uh, and breaking the hearts of Autobot players all throughout (laughs) the community the banning of Press the Advantage, the battle card from Wave 2 that benefited Autobots and much to the chagrin of Decepticon players, uh, made them unplayable for better or for worse. Uh, and then also, Watsi has gone and released a lot of character card spoilers over the past week and a half. So we're going to be talking about those in a little segment called Pass or Play with Sean, Brandon, and myself. And uh, that's what you've got to uh, look forward to. So jumping right into it. So Press the Advantage. Um, For those of you who are not aware, Press the Advantage, like I said, was a rare battle card from Wave 2. It was an orange and green icon battle card. It was an action. And keep in mind, you can play one action per turn normally, unless you're doing something crazy, which many people do with, like, uh, what, Wave 2 Bumblebee, Sean? Let you play an action when you flip over? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, heck, just anything will help you play an extra uh, action. Heck, even Brainstorm mixed in with, like, two pressy advantages is stupid. Yeah, yeah, because it stacks. So the, the text reads, choose one of your Autobots. It gets plus two attack until the end of turn. Then you choose an enemy Decepticon. It gets minus two defense until the end of turn. So right there, you're basically saying, well, if you're playing a Decepticon you auto-lose if I get this card. Plus, it's got a green icon, so the draw power there is nuts. Brandon, what do you think about the the banning of this card? So, to me, just from an analytical point of view, right, it looks like this is a green card that you can uh, flip up and take to your hand, so it lets you prep your hand for the next turn, or if you are setting up your turn so you'll Mm -hmm. get multiple attacks in one turn, Mm -hmm. you're almost guaranteed the use of this card. Right there, mm-hmm. it's a basically a plus four, right? Mm-hmm. So in a game where your stats look like your average character is, what, around 12 to 15? You're looking at a four being around 20, 25%, right? That's a significant blow, you know, just on the, just on the look. Now, there are those uh, I've seen... Not too. Uh, I've seen some of the decks that play. I think it's Optimus Prime that lets you play a action on the flip as well. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong there, but no, I know there was there was like one character who lets you do that. So considering that, it's you flip that. If you flip multiples, you're getting one to your hand, and you get to play a plus four against Decepticons, which. Right there, that's you know the equivalent to what four orange pips, right? So that's right. double, double orange, right? So, and worst case scenario, it's if you're not playing against Decepticons, it's just plus two attack, right? And even that's even that's pretty good, right? So I think that, um, you know, not not being able to, you know, I can't judge because I don't know, I don't have as deep a knowledge of all of the cards, uh, that are available in, in all of the sets. I haven't you know, sat down and really broken down the the physics of what makes everything work. But it seems like 
it's pretty strong. And I, I could understand why they would want it to go because it's really only oppressive against Decepticons and there's no counterbalance. Well, even going off of like what Optimus Prime does, if you flip that, since it has an orange, that's plus one attack. Then you play it. So then that's the other plus two. And then you can take it into your hand after, even after you play it for the rules. So that's one thing that was really made because it could be plus four, plus five on a turn if you flip it on an attack and then play it on an attack. And then your next turn, you're getting it right back into your hand. If, if press the advantage didn't have pips, it would probably be okay. Or with the pips, if it was choose plus two to an Autobot or minus two to a Septicon, that would be okay. Yeah, but, either or. Yeah, giving it, like, you know, both, I mean, that makes it, you know, for Optimus Prime on a flip, that's a plus five attack right there. Right, and he's already got high base stats just looking at him in a vacuum. Yeah, and if he, and let's say he played one that turn, too. So now you've got, you know... One hit territory. Yeah, you you, you played one, and then you flipped one, and then you played the one you flipped again. Yeah. And then you bring that one you flipped right back into your hand. So I can I can understand why it was banned. If it had no pips, it'd be okay. If yeah. it had a blue pip and then it was a choice, it would probably be better. Well Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't have been banned, I don't think, if it was any any other if they had taken anything else away from it. Well, yeah, it's tough too because it is um it feels like almost an auto include in any Autobot deck, right? And that's kind of the thing where you start to get, at least from the history of Magic, right? Magic doesn't like that um, to to have that. Or I'm sorry, Wizards of the Coast. I don't know. Say Wizards of the Coast more uh, has a history of banning cards that you know. Are, auto-include or reduce basically the diversity of decks, right? Reduce deck diversity. If you have a field of 100 decks and 70 of them use this, you know, full complement of three in there, that's going to be something they look at for banning. And it seems like a press the attack or press the advantage almost in all of the strategies that I'm aware of right now is almost an auto-include. Even cars, right? Re-ready cars would run it. Uh, Optimus Prime would run it. Uh, stuff like that. I'd even, I'd even run it in defensive decks. Why not? You know, it's, it's fishable. You can run a couple of them there. And if even if you get it and you're not really needed at a time, you can throw it for something you need. Yeah, so Ken Nagel, who's the lead designer on the Transformers trading card game, he uh, had an article that came out you know, that announced the ban of the of the card. And he talked about mirrored pairs. So um, in Wave 2, you had Noble's Blaster and Scoundrel's Blaster. Uh, they're the same card for all intents and purposes, but they're meant for the opposite faction. So, uh, and then you have Press the Advantage, and the mirrored pair card for that was Bad Attitude. Now, Bad Attitude had, a, it had no pips, and it read... If you started the game with all Decepticons, then do one damage to each Autobot and repair one damage from each of your Decepticons. So that there is not a perfect foil to press the advantage because it doesn't have a pip. It doesn't even have a green pip, so you can't really draw it unless you get it in your hand through normal purposes or normal uh, methods, right? Um, and there's a reason why Bad Attitude isn't... Uh, isn't banned um now that 
hopefully Decepticons will, you know, people will feel a little more courageous to play them. Maybe we'll see Bad Attitude as an auto-include there, and then we'll be in a different position. But, yeah, I think um, any any card, like you said, Brandon, that's an auto-include, you need a play set of three. It drives the price up, so it's on eBay. It's on those single-selling websites. Everybody wants that card because if you don't have it, you're automatically at a disadvantage. So I, I definitely think that it's good for the health of the game to have gotten rid of it for uh, yeah, official I'm- play. I, I was there at the beginning when they started. I was, I was playing Magic at Beta, so I, I I was there when they first started like uh, ruling and they split the Type One and Type Two and the Type One point five and because I mean if your deck didn't have three of the Power Nine, you why are you even playing this game? You know that that's how it was. That's when they started the uh, you know the limiting and the banning and split uh, you know splitting of uh, tournament types. Yeah. So I I could see that happening with, you know, Transformers, you know, they they probably will probably do set rotation, I'd say and probably I'd say maybe two more sets. Game's too early for in my opinion, the game's too early for set rotations. I well, yeah. think they'll they'll probably start around 7 or 8 sets. I would yeah. give it at least 2 years. I would say if the game's been out a year, what the, what is this 20 it's about to be 2020, right? Then I would say you won't see I as a player, wouldn't want to see a set rotation for at least 12 to 18 months from today. Um, and also, the you know, for the same reason and for the same issues, I wouldn't want to see more cards get banned, right? Yeah. Uh, as a player and a person who looks at, you know, the health of the game, especially when you're you're diving in and choosing what to do, especially if they want it to be competitive, uh, stability is important. And giving players the knowledge that, hey, these cards that you invest in right now are going to be playable for a year, 18 months before they get rotated out or before somebody goes on a wild banning streak, right, is is critical, right? Because if you don't, if you automatically start out that way, you're going to lose confidence in the game. Yeah. 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 Speaking with Drew uh, last week, he said, you know, I I did ask him about set rotations and he said that, yeah, like you guys, uh, Brandon, like you you mentioned, it's it's necessary for the health of the game. But he said not to expect it until some time out. So maybe, like you said, Sean, once that once that eighth set comes out um, and I'm just throwing a number out there, then we might see wave one cards uh, be phased out or or whatever um or or at least like some some they'll, they'll they'll phase out you know probably wave one and two and reprint probably like half of them make like a new core set reprint like you know maybe like 25 percent to half of them and then new cards in the next that you know that'd probably be at least like seven or eight sets which they're going three to four sets uh three to four months a set i mean that that bring it around to about uh you know 14 to 18 months or so. Yeah. Yeah. And I would like to see that because, you know, talking about other cards that are, have a high value and they have a high value because they're staples. And Sean, you know what I'm going to say, but peace through tyranny and security checkpoint. Uh, oh, yeah. Both Ooh. double pip cards. Uh, peace through tyranny has a really cool, you know, ability KO a character and take an extra turn. Um, but going with the design philosophy of not having double pip cards that aren't star cards anymore that Watsi is is doing, uh, it would be great to see 
those two cards, cut that power down, make them star cards. So it's not, well, if I'm running a deck that is either all orange, all blue, or mixed, it, you're at a probability, like the probability is uh, you don't have as much defense or attack uh, capability if you don't run those cards, because that is a auto-include six cards, uh, at least in what I've seen in any deck. You, you have those because why not? It's free, free damage and free defense. Now, what I would, I would add to that, or I would say if, I mean, I know they, they probably will go that route, right? No more double pips without, you know, some star cost, but some of the early stuff, and this is purely selfish because I play, uh, my, my preferred deck right now is Metroplex, uh, that it seems like that archetype was built with the current i guess uh landscape in mind because it's it it would be extremely difficult right extremely difficult to trigger that ability without having some of these double pip cards like i have to include pretty much every double pip card that exists that i can play that i have access to has to be in that deck or else it it's not even going to run properly just based on math Oh man, all you gotta do is do uh, some fuel cash, uh, get a spinner rims in there. No, I, mean, <laughs> I did. I did like spinner rims though. As soon as I saw that card, I was like, oh man, this is for Metroplex, no doubt. Man, I'm telling you, like that. So if they do design that, or if they make those design changes, hopefully there's, <laughs> hopefully there'll be like a faction representative <laughs> on the rules team. Somebody mm-hmm. who's like, hey, hey guys, you guys making some changes? Well, you know what I play, right? And so somebody in the room who can say, hey, let's make sure these uh, Metroplex deck people are uh, not upset and all salty and throw their deck away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I- I was actually just in my mind. I was picturing Metroplex with like big spinner rims on <laughs> on his body. Like, what does that look like? That, that's uh, how it should look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a, a man of that stature needs uh, demands no less. Obviously, yeah, big furry dice too. Wow, those got to be. <laughs> <laughs> so to put a pin in it, unless Sean, you had anything else on press the advantage before we lay that card to rest? No, nah, it's it's. Is good to be gone. Yes, it is for now. Pour one out for Trinity Advantage. Yep. Yep. Joining uh, swap parts, which, you know, even though that was a really degenerate play style of infinite turns, uh, I think that would be a card that I think they should bring it back now that they've made the ruling. And this is getting down a whole nother rabbit hole, but I think they should bring swap parts back since now they've limited it to one bonus turn where. Mm -hmm. The, the swap part strategy, you could just keep going and keep going and keep going as long as you had the cards in hand. I, I just know. cracked one of those today. As a matter of fact, I picked up uh, at my War Machine <laughs> tournament, I picked up and I was like, oh, this card is useless. Let me just hold <laughs> on to it. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was needing a trade for like, because I had uh, traded a couple of my pressy advantages out. Like a Wave 2 play set that I sold to someone, so that inflated the cost. And... Now I don't have to retrade for those, so that's yep. great. It's like the stock market, man. It's like you yeah. get in, and <laughs> it's like after uh, Stefan Pinkney won with Shockwave at the oh. uh, Pro Play event yeah. in Columbus that Frank went to. Shockwave was already hovering around seventy bucks in value. I, I think 
it's gonna go go up from there. Yeah, I've got to well, I've got to get another one. I, I needed some cash, so I sold mine real quick, but I could trade for another one. <laughs> so that's definitely something we can talk about afterwards. I know you have another topic, but man, talking about that event, man, that. <sighs> Because I'm definitely interested on how they're going to be structuring that competitive play. Now, that was a PPG, you know, uh, yeah. event. It seems like, you know, with the Pro Tour and all that good stuff, man, things like that need to happen, I guess, more often. Yeah, I, and, and they whipped that thing together really quick. Yeah. And um, I was really thinking about going uh, and the fact that Frank was going. I was like, man, I'll just ride with him. But, uh, you know, some very stiff competition. Uh, I actually tuned in for the very last game, which was Blaster versus Shockwave. Mm. And I it actually looked bad for Stefan, like, towards, like, mid-game. I was like, oh, this is, he's he's dead. He's down to one character, I think, at one point. Mm. I don't know if you guys watched it, but it was a nail-biter. And then it just started, everything was going right for him. And he ended up just clearing it. It was nuts. Yeah, Ooh. I mean. When I pulled Shockwave in that sealed event, I mean he he's just he's just a beast, and I was like pulling wins out of like just because of his defense. All I'd have to do is get like one or two blue pips, and he'd you know brush off and attack entirely, or just take a little bit of pierce. Yeah, he's he's just beastly. I and love being him. able yeah being able to look at your deck at any time like mm-hmm. your your opponent's turn, your turn, whenever that is. In a game where, you know, you have to spend one of your actions or one of your flips, it's a everything has an opportunity cost. And for to be able to do that for free on a character that's not garbage. That's <laughs> oh, yeah. And and you can like, you know, do it, say, oh, there's a red I'll attack. And then after your tags, like, oh, right before you turn, I'm going to take a look. And <laughs> yeah. And if it's a Decepticon colored card or if it is a secret action, you can just play it. Mm-hmm. So see that's one of those things like those secret actions. I'm not up to speed on my secret action game, oh, so maybe well. you guys can talk a little bit about that. Well, what it is is you play it and then you forget to use it and then you discard it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. There, there's one reason I don't. Back in the Babylon Five days, they had a card that was just like uh, secret actions, and like I I was a I was a big player of those. So like I'm happy to see a lot of new secret actions in the next set because i want to be a secret action guy little secret agent man yeah uh, so you've got it ingrained in your in your memory pokemon had nothing like that dragon ball z had nothing like that so i need to like take the average time that a player's turn takes and then like set an alarm and then it just is always going off and be like player secret action player secret action <laughs> Uh, one one thing I used to do to remember back in the day is I just kept something real big. And so when I played one, I would have it like right there. That way I'd always remember it. And I was like, why is it okay? So like that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking about bringing my Shockwave figure that way and I'll just have them on the battlefield. That way I know there's a secret action there. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'll have to bring uh, – I got – I snatched up EVAC from the Universal Studios trip that I took. Actually, it was a it was a roundabout way that I got it. It was like the last one available at the California spot and they sh- ended up shipping it to me because they they were sold out and they discontinued this guy. So, I have to uh break out that bad boy as my secret action reminder because just playing the card itself is not enough. But <laughs> yeah, Brandon, basically it's it's an action that you can play that triggers uh because of something your opponent does. Okay. Um, so if you're it's it could a trap be as simple card as, from Yu-Gi-Oh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You you defend, you get a buff. Or your yeah. opponent gets a debuff. 
And and if you don't use it, if you don't trigger it at the end of their turn, it's destroyed. Yes. So usually that's what happens. The majority of time people forget and then they're like, oh, okay, I forgot this. Oh, well, scrap it. Yeah. Wasted card, wasted action. Yes. So and that, then that... it also doesn't count as a pip played. So there's some characters that like uh, Wave 2 Skywarp comes to mind. Uh, it says when you play a, a card that has no pips on it, you get a, a buff and in a secret action since it's played face down. It doesn't count as being played. It counts as a colorless pit play. So that deck that he played, because uh, I was asking uh, a couple of the guys, a couple of the Team All Too Easy members there, he was at, I was asking them about it, and they said it was a equivalent to like a hand destruction deck. Is that accurate? I just knew he was doing a ton of damage. I feel like every deck now has either Vaporize, Ramming Speed, or Smelt in it. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if he was doing too much hand destruction. Uh, did you watch it at all, Sean? Uh, no, I haven't, I haven't really watched it. I just read a little bit on it. I didn't actually watch the match, though. Yeah, um, I don't know if he was doing hand destruction. I, I might be... If yeah. he's playing Shockwave, he was doing some hand destruction. Yeah, I mean, you, you're always uh, in that alt mode. You're always drawing a card and, and scrapping, but that could have just been a byproduct. I mean, he's he's a beefy dude, So, and I'm not talking about Stefan. I'm talking about Shockwave. You know, <laughs> uh, seven damage, 17 health, so I mean... His abilities are a byproduct. Uh, you know, it's it's a nice to have, okay. um, but I don't think it make makes or breaks him. But yeah, if, if you've got no cards in your hand, especially with Blaster, who wants those recover cassettes, uh, he wants those cards that came with that set in order to do Blaster things. Got it. So. Yeah, because it seems like this game in general, because of the way that the graveyard exists because of the mechanics of the game hand destruction isn't like terrible <laughs> so that's i was just curious about that that element yeah i mean i don't know sean what you think but the cards in your hand are very valuable and since you can only you you try to play if you can play two actions on a turn and uh, bump that efficiency up mm -hmm. any way you can then then you're in a good spot you're and your if your opponent can't answer back with either a scrap or playing their own actions, then you're you're basically getting a one up. The more actions you can play, the more upgrades you get on, the better off you'll be. So if you can scrap uh, a brainstorm, you've just canceled two action plays or or okay. any any type of combo. You're you're if you're not trying to stop somebody from comboing, then you're going to be in a bad spot. Yeah. Yeah, you can really like you can really derail decks if they can't get off their combos. Like if you can like on cars, if you can not allow them to play turbo boosters, their cars are not, you know, gonna be as effective as they are. Okay, so hand destruction is is still significant and viable yeah. even and then and then, and then even even like wave one, shock one, he does damage when you do hand destruction. So his his, you know, his whole thing is get rid of their cards, get more cards in your hand to get rid of their cards. Yeah, there's definitely room for those. I wouldn't even call them alternative uh, play styles, but there's niches that aren't just straight damage or straight turtle uh, that you can do. It's just getting it, refining it, and then getting it in the public eye. Well, and then everybody thinks it's okay. Yeah, first it's gotta survive, you know, Optimus and Bugs and Shockwave, <laughs> and then you know, <laughs> right, 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 right. 
And I think since, I mean, it's still extremely early in this game and everybody is very segmented. So there's what people play in Michigan. There's what people play in Ohio and New Jersey. And talk about uh, their local meta. I was going to ask yep. you guys about that too, because do you, I was, uh, I was talking to, um, yeah, all too easier. And he was talking about because he wants to brew. Like he likes to he likes the creativity. And at this point, being competitive in a brand new game, this game I'm calling it brand new, even though it's a year old. Um, you have the ability or the opportunity, right, to just create something from from scratch from cards that you think are cool and tend to work well together do you guys tend to do that or do you guys look at you know meta what's performing uh, you know at high uh, high level events and go with those decks or play those decks more often well to me i think uh i i I make something that uh, i i brew it up in my mind i make it i i goldfish it and i definitely don't go with the meta i mean how pervasive social i mean you can know something immediately. Like the tournament could have happened an hour ago and we'd have a deck profile up immediately. So, and then what I see is people, at least people that are in the know, they're on the Facebook page or uh, following somebody on YouTube, they they build that and then they have good luck with it. So like the Cliff Jumper deck from uh, the previous tournament, um, I, the guy's uh, name is slipping my mind, um, but the, he had a, a cliff jumper deck, and then uh, the shockwave deck. So that that's or or uh, Joe from Wreck and Rule. He does the re-ready cars with anticipation engine. So you see people playing anticipation cars. Um, so I think people emulate what they see um, because it's had good results at tournaments, and then they they add. They may not own all the cards that were in there, so they they throw other things in. Or they take it upon themselves to make improvements on it, but I feel like that's what I see when I when I play. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, like how I personally play. It depends on the event, but I'm not a guy. I'm not playing to be really highly competitive. You know, I'll play like some local tourneys here and everything, but like you know, I didn't want to do the inner John qualifier because there's guys coming from out of town. It's like okay, so. I'm just going to be playing Bugs and Optimus Prime. I really don't feel like, you know, spending a day losing, so I'm just going <laughs> to stay home. You know, you know, I I used to be competitive. I used to be in that and I don't want to be that anymore. You know, I'll, you know, like next year when I can go to Gen Con or Origins, you know, I'll play in tourneys. I'll probably take a good tourney deck that you know, I know I'm going to go a couple of, you know, months beforehand, I'll make something that but it won't be meta. You know, it won't be anything that, you know, everyone else is that. And like around like the deck list thing, I'm old school. I remember back in the day where people's looking at your deck, trying to scout your cards. You're like, you better get away. You know, <laughs> step off, punk. You know, this is private. <laughs> right. Yeah. They print and, it and, off, uh, print it off on like game facts or like on a dot matrix <laughs> printer. It's like, yeah, oh, yes. And like now it's like, you know, you just got you just watching the live stream, just writing down as, you know, everything's flipped over, you know. <laughs> right. So it, it doesn't matter if you do it or not, you know, your deck's gonna get out there. But yeah. you know, if if I'm gonna play in a competitive, I do wanna have a competitive deck, but you'll probably never ever see me like here locally playing anything that's the meta. 
And if I want to play Optimus Prime, I'm going to play, you know, a deck how I want to play it, not how everyone else plays it. Okay. Yeah, that's that. Uh, it's definitely the, you know, like the, the it's like casual versus the tryhards, right? So that's, yeah. that's kind of where it is. And and I, I try not to come off as a contrarian to be like, well, like if if Optimus Prime Battlefield Legend for some reason was not meta, like nobody played him, mm-hmm. would I be playing him? I don't know. Right. It's like one of those things is like, well, yeah. I'm not going to play what everybody else is playing because I just <laughs> want to go against the grain. There's just certain cards mm-hmm. that I latch onto and I try to make them work. Like yeah. I've got this uh, blue streak, red alert and wave Two bumblebee deck that I like. And it just focuses on blue streak and red alert doing their abilities and getting bravery on blue streak it's actually a lot of fun yeah right. one thing that ticks me off is i was playing shockwave before he was cool <laughs> <laughs> sean the original transformers hipster. the original he was playing it back when duelist was still being printed yeah. right <laughs> oh i love duelist magazine that was a great mag that was a great mag <laughs> it was uh beckett and pojo pojo.com yeah. and then beckett magazine for like prices yep. and stuff I remember that back in the day, yeah, getting your magazine and going to trade and be like, okay, well, this wrath right here is going for blah, blah, whatever. So I, didn't, yeah. I did not leave my house without my Toy Fair or my uh, Duelist or my Beckett's for Star Wars, Star Trek, and all the other non watsy games. So let's talk about some of these new cards, and this, this segment we'll call Pass or Play. So we'll start off with a big boy. Uh, and the rules here, Brandon and Sean, and I'll uh, give my two cents at the at the end. Rules here, pass or play, and you could throw something out there like too weak, too high a star cost, bogus ability, and uh, we'll try and, and burn through some of the coolest announcements from Wizards of the Coast in terms of card spoilers uh, over the past couple weeks here. So the first one is crazy. We haven't seen this guy since the Wave 2 promo card. Omega Supreme is getting a hopefully a spotlight shown on him, and uh, maybe you'll actually see somebody play this guy. So, 22 star cost, Captain Omega Supreme, leader, melee, and ranged keywords, those attribute tags, a 22 star cost. Now, the funny thing is he's actually uh, a combiner, so there's a gimmick here. In order to get him working, uh, you have to take... Three different cards that are all rares, uh, Omega Supreme Tank, Spaceship, and Base cards. And once you have these three on the battlefield and your opponent cycles their deck, so they they reshuffle their deck, then you can combine. He's got seven attack, 33 health, and three defense. He begins untapped, so no matter how you formed up with your cards before, he untaps, keeps each uh, upgrade from before, uh, and you get to choose. So if you have multiple upgrades, you get to choose which one carries over. He's got native pierce four. And then when this attacks, you may scrap four cards from your hand. If you do, scrap all defenders upgrades and then do one damage to each enemy. Sean, pass or play? Um, I'm playing him. I'm going to make a deck. As soon as I get them, I'm, I'm making a deck. I'm going right. to use Ancient Wisdoms and I'm going to use... Uh, uh, Unleash powers to get more star cards. Nice, yeah, because you can. He's got he's got room for three because yeah, he's only twenty two stars. And and for these guys, the at least in the beginning, the the blue and the orange will help out. Nice, Brandon. What do you think? Pass or play on Omega Supreme? 
Man, that's a tough one. I would like to pass him because I think he's got to have support cards that come out with him, right? So whenever they drop that, there's going to have to be something to support the speed required to form him. Because I think what you were saying is you have to, he doesn't just come out, you have to have the other three cards to form him and then he's ready to go. Is that correct? Yeah. So, and, and I, I kind of glazed over his uh, component abilities. But his tank, when this attacks, scrap two cards from your hand. If you do, do one damage to an enemy. So he's kind of shooting off his cannon. The spaceship mode, when this attacks, you may scrap two cards from your hand. If you do, scrap an enemy upgrade. And then when this defends, do two damage to the attacker. Your opponent scraps the top two cards of their deck from his base mode. That's so good. <laughs> they all kind of, all those abilities kind of carry over into Captain Omega Supreme. Obviously, he carries over all that damage. Uh, that would have been done to his other guys. And they have low low health, 9, 12, and 12. So, uh, I don't know. I think you would probably run this with either Mixed or Blue, like Blue Pierce, since he's got Pierce 4 already. Maybe you want to try and, and get, get up to Pierce 7. You'll doubt now. You'll definitely want Work Overtime and System Reboot. They'll be White mm-hmm. Pips. Because mm-hmm. those will, you'll be getting rid of your cards fast. So you'll, be wanna, you'll be wanting those to get more cards into your hand. Yeah, even treasure hunt, right? Yeah. Grabbing some upgrades just just so you have the ability to use his ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd play. All right. Okay, so we got a double play. I will play him as well, just because I tried so hard to get the promo Omega Supreme to work, <laughs> um, but there's just not enough there, and uh, that's all I got to say on that. I, so I've seen I've seen some good decks. I've seen like a guy uh, here had one uh, before he uh, before he moved away. And uh, it was like a Omega Supreme and Warpath, like defensive blue deck. But with the with the advent of Pierce, that kind of blows it out of the water. Yeah. With the Black Pips and all the new Pierce stuff. Yeah, and I mean, if you go too wide, no matter how much health you have, if you go too wide into four wide cars, you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah. Meh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just how it is. Uh, some people have made it work. It's all about the pilot of the deck. You could have somebody who's never played before with a four-wide car deck uh, and and get trounced, but uh, good luck. So, I'd play it because it's the opposite of uh, Metroplex, and as you know, I'm stuck on this Metroplex. <laughs> we. Brandon, we got to get you something else. We'll, we'll play. We'll, I'll I'll play you online. We'll do a little online webcam match and uh, through the power of the internet. And um, if, if you beat me with Metroplex, you can keep playing it. But if I okay, them, we got to do something else. All right, that's that's the deal. I I because I don't get to play as often. But this, I don't know. That was the first thing I realized. I was like, okay, this has three things. It tanks and they form into a giant beast. As opposed to a giant beast that has three tanks that pop out from underneath it. Oh, okay. Right. Well, this is similar. All <laughs> right. Yeah. And they're going to have the same struggles, right? So, so yeah. if you're going to a launch event, you are going to be getting this card. But the Nightbird, Enigmatic Agent, one of the mercenary cards, promo, uh, rare promo card for launch day events, three attack. 11 health, 1 defense in bot mode, 4 attack, 0 defense in alt mode. In bot mode, the ability is when this does enough attack damage to KO an enemy, use this card's bounty ability. Bounty, play an action from your opponent's scrap pile. What? Ranged. 
And then in alt mode, when your opponent plays an action, they choose one of their characters and do one damage to it. Seven stars. Uh, Sean, what do you think? Uh, I'm playing just because I'm going to definitely have a mercenary deck. As I'm all about having different factions, so I'm going to definitely have a mercenary deck, so I'll be playing Nightbird. Okay, okay. Brandon, pass or play? Play it. All day. That feels strong. You get to play from their graveyard, so you're using their resources. Um, I don't know how that you know, is going to affect. I assume that it just you just play it from their their um, discard pile or whatever. Uh, discard pile and just goes back to the same location. But you could also, I assume, take that and put it on... Because you can play... Well, I guess it's play actions, so it's not necessarily things that are going to upgrades that are going to attach to you. But I was thinking about like taking you're actually taking resources out of their their pile, which is important, right? Right, where it doesn't cycle back in. You're saying, right. yeah. But I, I'd have to look at that again. But yeah, that yeah. sounds good. Yeah, but yeah, I, that, just being able insane. to, yeah, just being able. Oh, you're playing brainstorm. I'll take a brainstorm real quick. Let me play these two actions. <laughs> so strong. Right, and it's insult to injury. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say play as well. Uh, so when this does enough attack damage, so bount, all bounty abilities are the same way. You kill somebody, you get to use your bounty ability. So it's insult to injury. Hey, I just smoked one of your dudes, uh, and I'm also going to play an action from your discard pile. So <laughs> deal with that. Take that, take that, take that. Yeah. Yeah. And so anybody listening, if you go to a launch event at your friendly local gaming store, as Brandon likes to call them, then you will get a copy of this foil promo card. Awesome. So next card is a two-part combiner. We have Raider Skytread uh, in combined mode. He is ranged, six damage, uh, six attack, 18 health, three defense. Again, when he combines, he is untapped. When this attacks, you may put a face-down card from under this into your hand. If you do, move one damage counter from this to the defender. He is a 12-star when combined. Uh, his plane mode, 4, 10, and 0. Uh, revenge, so when he gets KO'd, if you have Skytread tank on the battlefield or in your KO area, you may combine this into Raider Skytread. If you do, put the cards from your hand face-down under Raider Skytread. So that's like a almost like an ammo ability where you're loading up Skytread. His tank mode, when he gets KO'd in tank mode, then uh, you also get to combine. Uh, so it's actually the same ability. So if you either, if the plane dies first or the tank dies first, you put all your cards underneath Skytread when he forms up. Uh, pass or play, Sean? Mm, I don't know, I'll probably pass on Sky Skytread, at least for now. I haven't really seen all the battle cards in a set. Yeah, but you know, I don't know for twelve. I don't know. Seems a little. I get there's a lot better out there for twelve cost. Yeah, Brandon, what do you think? Mm. You can play a face down card from under this into your hand. If you do, move one damage counter from this to the defender from one damage counter. Man, that's you play a face yeah. down. Yeah, I got to pass on this one. Yeah. If, it was, if it was maybe two damage, that'd probably be better. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're getting cards that you used to have back in your hand. Uh, if you know part of the prerequisite of combining is that somebody's dead. So if, if the plane died, you have at most eight health left. If your tank died, you have ten health. So uh, I guess I can see the value there, but 
Um, he would need to have, you've got 13 left, so you've got a six and a seven that you could have in there with him. Um, just off the rip, just thinking out loud. Yeah, I'm going to have to pass on him. He might do something crazy, but uh, I don't see any value in him right now. I always hate to do that thing where it's like, oh, man, if this card had this, you know, right. it was. If he was if, a totally different card. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> if he had good abilities, oh, my God, he would be amazing. But right. if you if they did something where you could play the cards from under him directly, like in real time, that would be that would be good. This right, like a double bad. hand that can't right. be scrapped. Exactly, because you're since you're dumping your hand under him anyway, you're already going to be behind, right? So you have to reload your hand and deal with the cards underneath here. Now you should, you know, for that kind of cost, you should definitely be able to play the cards under there. That that would make this card, you know, significantly different and see more play. But as it is right now, you're just so far behind that mm-hmm. I would never play it. Yeah. I would say since we're starting like kind of like Nemesis where there's more thing, more mechanics of putting cards, you know, under characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll ever I'd like to see something maybe where you can put a secret action under a character and it doesn't scrap. You can reveal it like, you know, at any time during your when it triggers and it doesn't scrap at the end of your opponent's turn. Maybe yeah. like a, you know, a character could save it or something. That'd be some for the future, maybe. Yeah, uh, I, I think the more um, the more the different types of mechanics they bring in is good for the game. It's just just we just don't need to start bringing dice into it, like dice rolling and stuff. Oh yeah, like coin flipping. I was thinking about that. Like, <laughs> that's one thing they don't have is that. I mean, I think there's enough RNG already. Yeah, you we know. don't need another element. <laughs> yeah. All right, so next one, we talked about Shockwave. Created as a clone of Shockwave, we have Sergeant Soundblaster. So clone of Soundwave, made by Shockwave. Uh, I did not see this coming at all. He's a super rare for this next set, Siege 2. Uh, Specialist in bot mode, 6 attack, 16 health, 1 defense. When this attacks, play a black pip weapon from your scrap pile onto this. And then in alt mode, spaceship specialist 5, 16, and 2. When you flip to this mode, you may move a weapon from this character to one of your other characters. If you do, that character also gets one bonus uh, attack damage until the end of turn. 12 stars. Uh, what do you say, Sean? Uh, I'll probably I'll probably play him. He looks, pretty, he, looks, uh, he looks pretty fun. You can probably pair him with a couple of other guys, and uh, but especially lower guys. They'll, you'll have like lots of cutlasses and lots of pierce going around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, donating a little bit of attack damage, throwing him a weapon. And then, Brandon, what do you think on this super rare uh, Dark Clone? If if Soundwave could get any darker, uh, Dark Clone, <laughs> the Sound Blaster. Let's see. I get to uh, go through resources that are in my scrap pile and put them on my guy for free? Yeah. Yes, please. Yes, yes please. I like that. That's good. I would definitely play that guy. That, that seems pretty good. All right. I, I always like getting resources, uh, you know, when I don't have to draw them or pay for them. <laughs> right. Right. And like well, we said, I mean, anytime you get to double or, you know, improve that efficiency of yeah. taking one play on an action, one play on an upgrade, the better. Exactly. 
Uh, well, it's also great with the RR disruptor blade because if you don't pull a pip and it has to be scrapped, then you'll be able to get it pretty much any time there, you know. Oh, right, yeah, because RR disruptor blade, yeah, if if on your attack you don't uh, flip a black pip, you have to discard it. Uh, it's plus three attack, right, Sean? Yeah, so at least be at least be a permanent disruptor blade for him. Yes. Yeah, that's that just seems worth it seems good i will play him as well but the probability that all three of us will draw a super rare sound blaster uh <laughs> the odds aren't with us but uh may the odds forever be in your favor nah. uh, and then we're gonna end this pass or play off with one of the coolest looking characters and he got the wave one treatment and still sees some play but captain jetfire a rare from this set, leader and range in bot mode, six attack, 20 health, two defense. Win this battles, draw a card, then you may reveal an upgrade from your hand and put it on top of your deck. If you do, flip one more battle card this battle. Oh. And then in alt mode, he keeps his leader uh, stat, plain and ranged, five, 20, and two. When you flip to this mode, reveal the top five cards of your deck. Put all upgrades from among them into your hand. Scrap the rest. So basically, he's got a treasure hunt plus one on his alt mode. Uh, 16 stars. Sean, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm going to play Jetfire. I'll definitely have a deck made for him. Load it up with upgrades and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's uh, crazy. Brandon? That's too good. Yeah, all day. Play that all day, every day. There's... Definitely going, that is going to be a impactful deck in the meta for sure. Um, I'm putting it out there. Yeah. So come on, brewers. You know, whoever's brewing out there, get get on it. <laughs> yeah. the power curve. 20 health, man. That's crazy. And six, six attack is is not insane, but it's, it's better <laughs> than average. And two defense, yeah. keeping them alive a little bit longer. Uh, I mean, 20 health, that's... Um, that's like one of the highest non like combiner. I mean, you've got Cosmos who has like what twenty one. Yeah, twenty one. It's like yeah, the highest non Titan. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think we're gonna see a lot of uh, of Jetfire, especially he's only a rare, so I think. And, and you got nine more stars to play with, right? Right. So I mean, heck, with some of these new battle masters that are like insane utilities and uh armors and stuff yeah you can you can start them right off the bat as being beefy yeah and then you've got uh energy packs oh yeah energy pack uh the defensive configuration there's there's all types of cards that uh it's going to be nuts. I think this is going to throw a wrench. Uh, all these cards and all the battle cards from Wave 4 are really going to turn the meta upside down, paired with the the banning of Press the Advantage. I think we're really in for, for something crazy. I'm looking at these cards, right? And I'm, I'm thinking you know, about all the other games that I've played over the course of time, and I see all of these, these things, this leader, this plane, this ranged, right? Mm-hmm. And it makes me think, and this is just speculation, right? there's got to be some kind of design element that we're in for because 
some games, like I used to play a game called Verse back in the day, and ranged meant like you could hide behind somebody else and shoot into, you know, combat, right? So if somebody wanted to come after that character, they would have to get through whoever's in front of him because they have ranged, right? Makes sense. They have a gun and they're hiding behind the dude that has a shield, right? So that type of situation. I'm wondering if maybe some stuff like that is going to come up or maybe it's just like a weapon type because there doesn't seem to be any other reasons to have those unless I just don't know, you know, what, what's well, there, going on with the game. There are some cards that like like the Matrix of Leadership can only be attached to leaders. Right. Uh, you know, you know, just random stuff like that. But I'd like to see things like that, like, you know, like extra maybe abilities that aren't for specifically for cards or something like that i was hoping they would make cards or something for the uh the ranks i was hoping they'd you know have like cards like you know all sergeants or something get something this turn or you know but they didn't do anything like that yet i think they've got to be like maybe future development design elements and again this is off topic Mm -hmm. off, off on a tangent but um i every time i look at those i'm like why are these here what could they be hinting? Because otherwise there's no, I mean, there might be like one or two things, that, but all the cards have like ranged or they have like, you know, something, mm-hmm. right? Melee, whatever. Right. Yeah. They definitely take advantage of those, those keywords, those, those attributes. But I think the, and Sean, you had the, the idea of the red and the, the purple pip on the, the last time we spoke, but yeah, I think, uh, you guys are onto something with the the ranks. I mean, unless they're just putting them on there for thematic purposes to coincide with the War for Cybertron uh, TV show that's going to be coming out uh, or the the toy line, yeah, a buff maybe in uh, was it Earth Rises or Earth Rising, uh, the new toy set that comes after mm-hmm. Siege. Uh, maybe maybe we will see some sort of. Uh, yeah, all, all captains get this or that. Um, the permanence, though, is what I'm really looking forward to, which would be like just thinking uh, something that, that stays in play, a la a mm-hmm. Pokemon Stadium card. Um, mm. So like embattlements. So, a location. Yeah. Yep, yep. So ranged characters uh, cannot be damaged by melee characters, yes. those types of things, and it just stays mm-hmm. out until another one comes into play or it gets scrapped. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they've... Yeah, I just have that for Babylon 5. is called an agenda that it gave you specific things until you wanted to change it. You know, but you couldn't get rid You just couldn't get rid of it willy-nilly. You had to replace it. Yeah. So, you know, I'd like to see something like that. You know, it's also, what, like world enchantments for MTG? Right. Stuff like something yeah. that just works with these keywords could be definitely interesting. And that would absolutely add another element or another even whole dimension right that opens up new strategies that opens up a lot of opportunities to you know revisit older cards because since they all have these traits anyway right some of the stuff that nobody's playing if you introduced a whole new you know window then they're gonna sneak in that window right yeah i just i i hope they don't get too crazy where it becomes like way too complex so mm. that you're scaring away new players because they're like, oh man, we got six different pip colors. We got <laughs> permanence. We got this. We got that. It's like, I'm good. I'm going to go play solitaire, actually. I was. That's how, 
So I was hero clicks when it first came out. It was real simple the first couple sets. And then it's like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> I was definitely the first time I played Transformers, I was definitely confused. And I was a little a little uh, put off by the um by the mechanic of forcing, especially the first turn, like forcing the attack, right? I was thinking, mm-hmm. okay, there should be some type of control where I don't you know, if I don't want to dedicate my resources to attacking, then I don't have to. And maybe I can stop that guy from being attacked. But I, I think as I learned more about the game where they're designing it and to be a faster paced game, that was why they put that there. But so they, they've got their reasons. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, also, it just makes it simple. There's, there's one win condition, last bot standing, mm. you know, then you have to. You have to attack or defend, you know, just something. So, you know, until I'd probably see until they release some kind of new win mechanic, which I hope they don't. But well, there's two now, right? They've got that second one out. Um, well, uh, yeah, the new Megatron from this yep. set can uh, can uh, you can win KO the game everything. off of him. Yep. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. uh, what is the card? Uh, Daring Escape. It's it, there's it's like you can't if you play the card and you have no cards available to be like your your uh, what is it your draw pile your yeah. deck is empty and you play empty. this card yeah and so everything is in play then you win so <laughs> and then that one yeah. too lets you i think it lets you put a card from your deck to your ko pile instead yes. of going to your um, mm-hmm. other pile yeah. so yeah, they they are from the bottom or whatever it was, but yeah, that that victory condition. I remember reading about that, and I'm like, that's going to be interesting because then all of these decks that draw all these cards, like I've played a game where I'm like, why do you have 13 cards in your hand? Like, what's mm-hmm. going on here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but stuff like that would be definitely interesting to see. Well, guys, thank you very much for joining, and thank you all for listening. This has been Double Pipcast. And we'll see you next time.